I'm Rachel, the creative director for Ramdas's Love Serve Remember Foundation, and I'd like to welcome you to our Inner Academy, a virtual Dharma Hall where our family of wisdom teachers will help you navigate your daily life by bringing ancient wisdom into a modern context. With over 200 hours of audio and video teachings, meditations, and practices from teachers like Ramdas, Krishnadas, Sharon Salzberg, Jack Kornfield, Roshi Joan Halifax, Joseph Goldstein, and many more. The Inner Academy is your core resource for finding balance, presence, and navigating the ups and downs of your daily life. The Inner Academy has guidance for every step of your journey. Choose from an annual or monthly membership and gain access to past and future courses, retreat replays, virtual community, and much more. If you've been familiar with Love Server Member Foundation for a while, you'll know that most of our offerings are given freely or on a sliding scale basis. So when you subscribe to the Inner Academy, you're paying it forward and bolstering our ability to continue creating accessible offerings for all in the future, as Ramdas wished for us to do. Be here now and start your journey with Ramdas's Inner Academy today. For more, visit ramdas.org forward slash inner academy. Teaching meditation can be a deeply rewarding experience. Help others improve their mental and emotional well-being reduce stress, improve focus, increase self-awareness and self-regulation, all while deepening your own practice and understanding. Join acclaimed author, Buddhist teacher, and Emmy Award-winning musician David Nickturn on Tuesday, May 28th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for a free online discussion on teaching meditation in Dharma Moon's renowned Mindfulness Meditation Teacher Training Program. Get certified by Dharma Moon to teach meditation lead group practice sessions, and work with individual students. Visit dharmamoon.com slash be here now for more info and to reserve your spot for the free online event with David Nickturn on May 28th. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Krishnadas Pilgrim Heart Hour. This podcast is a manifestation of our interconnected lives, and we wish to keep it free at all costs, if you can say that. So, we are dependent on the generosity of you, our listeners. So, please go to mindpodnetwork.com slash kd, and either use the donate button, or just bookmark the Amazon portal. We receive a small percentage of however much you paid for whatever you bought. Nothing extra for you, but a tangible contribution, if small, for us. You could also sign up for a free trial with the voluminous audible.com. We get something out of that, too. We thank you for the support and allowing us to continue presenting Krishnadas's excellent talks. So, other than chanting every night... And what about the mornings and the afternoons? Uh, yeah. 
when I'm doing my other project, Full Tilt Boogie. Okay. And have to do that Full Tilt Boogie. Mm-hmm. And I find myself get... You have time to eat, don't you? Not really, very oh, much. Okay. I've actually just lost about seven pounds. I really don't. 20 pounds, really? That, no, Everybody 20. should oh, run for office. Oh, from your mouth to God's ears, not 20, no, seven. If I run for office, will I lose 20 pounds? Seven, seven pounds. Seven pounds. <laughs> That's not enough to get me to run for office. Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing it on purpose. Okay. When I get rattled, like the website went down the other day, and I just watch myself go, when I'm in that, it's like a shot of adrenaline wired, and I don't want to be there. You don't want to be there. I don't want to be rattled. Mm-hmm. I want to be, I want to have peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And in every step of the way with all the pressures, mm-hmm. do you have, what do you do? To get, oh, do you get rattled? Never! <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> what do you do? Can you imagine she asked me a question like that? <laughs> we got her. Next. What do you do? Well, I don't enjoy it, just like you don't enjoy it. But what the, the mechanism that's working is, the, is the, all the practice that you've done. You might get rattled, but 10 years ago, you might have slit your throat or somebody else's throat. But now that rattling will last a certain amount of time because it doesn't grab you by the same organs that it used to grab you by. It just grabs you a little bit, and then it lets you go. You, you can't, when you're in it, there's very little you can do. Except let it be and not fight. Adding on to it is, is, is just a big proliferation of thoughts, as they call it. Is, 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 you know, that's like the story. My friend Joseph's a great meditation teacher up at IMS in Barry. So a guy comes in and said, you know, I got this headache and, and I just, I don't think it's ever going to go away. And, I, you know, it starts here and it goes there. And, I, you know, it's been like this. And said, Joseph said, you have a headache. Yeah. And it just goes down. I said, you have a headache. Yeah. And it took him about a half an hour to have a headache without the thoughts. And it wasn't that bad. So stuff happens and then. The rest of, you know, we just pile the rest of the shit on there at the same time. that We're used to doing that. But the more you be- practice you do, the more you become aware of all those things that you do also. And without recognizing it over time, you spend, you'll spend less time in rattle land. There's, you just will. You said to me to surrender. Do I surrender to being rattled or surrender to surrender, whatever's Surrender means being with what is. Okay. Not with what you want it to be, but with it as it is. Okay. Uh, there's a reason you're rattled. Yeah. And, uh, you know, number one reason is you're not getting what you want. It ain't, you know, and that's number one rattling button for almost everybody in the world. So it's not unusual. You haven't done anything wrong and you're not a bad person. It's just Probably. No, no fun. Why not? Being rattled is like, it's obnoxious. I'd rather be doing, I don't want to be obnoxious. Well, then you haven't surrendered yet. Oh. Oh. (laughs) You know, we used to sit in front of Maharaji with every emotion that could ever have been, and he just looked at us and giggled. 
he didn't turn away. He didn't judge us. He didn't stop throwing fruit at us. It, nothing bothered him. It bothered us, but it didn't bother him. We didn't love ourselves because we were blah, 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 rattled, stupid, selfish, lustful, guilty, shameful, all those things that we are, that bothers us. It didn't bother him. Not at all, because he sees what's behind all that. We don't. So the minute we see that, all that stuff goes away forever. But that's a big C, capital S. You start by not turning yourself off every time something happens that you don't like. Okay, you're stepping on my foot. Now you're not. Okay, that was that. But all the thoughts about what you're going to do to the person who just stepped on your foot never had to come. And if they did come, you didn't have to believe them. But we do. So the, the stuff works under the radar. You do your practice, you live your life, try to become a good human being. You try not to give in to all those, all those low lives that live in, within us. The greed, the selfishness, the shame, the guilt, the fear, the anger, all that stuff. You just become more aware of that as time goes on. You see it in yourself. This doesn't, you're not going to clean up this house overnight. You spent like 40 billion years building it. You think it's going to come down in about a second? Uh-uh. So just surrender means, surrender is not a... Uh, uh, doesn't mean wimping out, going like, okay, whatever. It means being aware and noticing all this without reacting, accepting the fact that it's here, now it's gone. Don't add on to it. And if you are adding to it, onto it, try to notice that. Notice the ways in which you use these things to reinforce the stories that you tell yourself about yourself. I'm no good, that's why that person's stepping on my foot. I deserve it. So, but you can't think yourself out of those moments that are, you know, there are tantric practices that you can do in those moments of extreme, because the energy there is extraordinary, but usually it just runs us over like a truck. And I'm not ready to do those practices, so I can't even tell you about them. But there are ways to work with energy like that and get off on it. Like Ram Dass used to always make this thing, when a, when a, a siren went by, he'd go, <laughs> But that's the idea. Oh, nice energy, big shit. <laughs> Sounds like a siren to me. I'm interested about this peace of mind, uh, a place of quiet and almost silence, but one of the things I learned that made the biggest difference to me was that I have personal responsibility for how I feel and the decisions I make, and it's, it's, it's my choice, uh, which shifted the choices I made from then on. So, well, but what's to interesting... To some degree, you know, that's like somebody saying, you know, I have free choice, I have free will, and if I want to smoke, I can smoke. You know, this seems reasonable, right? You'd have to say yes, but then you'd have to say, Why? If you have free choice, which means unconditioned awareness, why would you do something that's going to create so much suffering for yourself and your poor little lungs until it kills you? Why would you do that? 
So it's nice to say that we have free choice, but a lot of our choices aren't really free. They're already conditioned. Just as you, the me, is conditioned already. The me is a bunch of stuff that's already running, programs that are already running. The only real choice we have is to pay attention this moment. And from this moment, we, when we, we engage with this moment, we're disengaging with those programs temporarily. So yes, we do, we should take responsibility for our actions. We should try to be good people, do the best we can for, in our lives and for the people that we know in our lives and for the world. But our choices aren't really free. Somebody brought you up. Some kid beat you up when you were eight. Some kid beat me up when I was seven. You know, you don't get over that stuff. You carry that stuff with you all the time. And it conditions and pushes you around. These are the shadows. So when the sun of awareness is at high noon, there are no shadows. But right now it's at about, you know, 4.09 in the morning. Just rising. Big time shadows. So the answer is yes and no. You know, we do have choices. And if you think you have a choice, you should make it. Make the best choice you can make, considering all the, op all the options that there might be. But there's a lot of options that we're not even aware of. Because you and me, me and me, are conditioned, uh, are limited already by our upbringing and our karma. But that's, it's, this is the deprogramming room here, you know? This is what this is. This is what practice does, real practice does. Because real practice doesn't demand anything from you other than paying attention, other than doing it. It doesn't say, you have to feel good. Why would it say that? That's a demand that nobody can make. Feel good now, or get out, you know? I'm okay, I'll leave. You know, practice just, man, sit down, pay attention, do the practice, see what happens. So that's a big moment. That's a big moment. And even that moment isn't free. You must have done, according to the Eastern way of thinking, you must have done many, many, many lifetimes of practice already, and even to already be unhappy in this life. Interesting, huh? If you hadn't done lots of practice, you'd be home drinking beer, watching the basketball game, baseball game, and thinking, this is the shit, ain't it? I know, you're taping the game and the beer's in the freezer, but that's okay. When you get home, you'll remember this while you're drinking the beer and watching the game. It adds awareness to the moment. Did I, did I push the record button? No, okay. I can do it on my phone. So that's, you, you know what I'm talking about? The, 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 yep, what do you say? What do I say? I mean, what do you think about that? Uh, what was your, what, what, where were you going with that thought, with what's your statement you made? Um, where I was going was the idea of responsibility. It seemed like an action, like uh, something that I was doing. And yet your peace of mind comment, which struck me very, very strongly, was 
uh, no action at all. It was just a place of uh, peace and calm, whereas this Could idea be. of responsibility seems like I have to keep doing it, but it's actually not that case. It sounds like it's just, it's just calming down and not really making choices. Yeah, peace of mind doesn't necessarily mean sitting still, mm. looking at your thoughts. I mean, peace of mind is peace of mind. It's a state of mind. You can be very busy and still be at peace. Mm. And the great beings are very busy and they're totally at peace. Mm. So don't think of it in a negative context that it means not doing. Mm. There is no moment. I, this thing I can tell you is 100% true from now until your last breath and then when you take your next breath in the next life. There is no moment when you're not doing because thinking is doing also. So there's no moment when you're not doing. What we would like to be able to have a vote in or a choice is what we do. Or in a sense, how we react to each thing that comes our way each day and each moment. What would be great is to have a voice, a vote. You know, we don't have much of a vote at the moment because stuff is just it's coming all the time in all directions. And we don't know how we got here, where we're going, and what's, what, what this is about. So when we start to do practice, the first thing we realize is how out of control we are. And it's pretty freaky. But it's a good, it's a good thing to see. Because when you see it, then you go like, oh, why didn't I ever see this before? Because you never looked. When you start to sit down, okay, I'm going to be calm. And then you just think for half an hour and the bell goes off. Okay, time to get up. So you, you haven't been calm. You've just been thinking. You haven't been busy out there emptying the garbage, but you haven't. But in your mind, you probably would have thought about emptying the garbage 482,000 times. <laughs> so that's not doing nothing. That's doing it. Doing nothing is, is just being here. And it has nothing to do with whether the body is acting or not acting or the breath is coming in or out. It's just, it's, it's a state you're in regardless of what you're doing or not doing. So it's not negative. There's no pushing away. There is no pushing away. You cannot push anything away. If you push it away, it sticks to your hand. If you try to pull away from it, it follows you. You can't push your shit around. Mostly what we try to do is rearrange it so it looks good. <laughs> and then we step in it and we have to buy new shoes. So it's not a negative, there's no, 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 there's no like pushing away or turning off kind of quality to peace. Peace is all-inclusive, regardless. And with the really great beings, uh, like Ramana Maharshi, when he was dying, he had cancer. And the, his devotee said, oh, ba oh Bhagavan, please let us, let us operate. We have this very good doctor. And, and he said, no, no, just let it be. Let it be what it is. And he, the guy was in agony, but he was hanging out as if it didn't bother him at all. He, because it, the pain, he was no longer a personal <laughs> ego. So the pain was just pain. There was nobody being hurt by the pain, so to speak. But anyway, that's something else. So, but anyway, out of... His devotees begged him to please let the doctor operate. So he said, okay, you can operate. And then he wouldn't take any anesthetic. And he just sat there like this. Well, they cut his arm open and pulled out the tumors and sewed him up. 
And, you know, it made no difference. He was dying. He knew he was dying. And he knew nothing was going to change that. But because his devotees wanted to do something to help, he let them do that. That's peace of mind. When you're no longer affected by the winds, whether they're pleasant or unpleasant. It's a very positive, forceful, active peace of mind, but completely peaceful. Hi, I, uh, I'm on a sick thought here. Sick thought. You know, the sickness is spreading over. I was going to ask about illness as well, that um, living in it and being present in it, how does... Even if you are chanting and whatever, sometimes I get really locked and blocked in that space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and like you were saying, the four truths is like, all right, so I, all right, I'm hit with the illnesses. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't feel I have a path that will, you know, help me get out of it. Get a, You know, sometimes I get relief in my head. What, what, when, when I said before... Uh, we, well, at the very beginning, what we were saying, we are saying something like, okay, we're off there thinking what, what brings us back, why did we come back, and somebody said, pain? Yeah. So, unfortunately, it's true. Maybe you'd just be too st stupid without the pain. Stupid in the sense of lost in the world and not looking. Maybe the pain has come to you to, make, to wake you up. I mean, I'm not trying to be harsh and, or... No, no. I, I'm just trying to say there's a lot of ways to look at this moment, you know? And you say you're blocked. What do you mean blocked? You just mean you're not feeling the way you think you should feel. But that's not up to you. Since when did you, were you able to change the way you felt at a drop of a hat? No, but, you know, I... All you can do, any moment, is pay attention. We don't know how things will work out. Nobody does. Some people say they do. God bless them, as my grandfather used to say. Right. Right now, be here. You know, and be here. And when you chant, don't chant to change anything. Chant to chant. And you notice you're not paying attention. Notice how much you want to be different. You want it to be some other way. That's, that's not going to make it some other way. That's just going to make you unhappy. So you let go of that and you come back and you might start to feel okay with this, even if it's not okay. And that might change the way you find to deal with it in yourself. I mean, it's never okay to be sick. I'm not wishing that on anybody. Right. But here we are. We all know people who are sick. We all know people who are in pain. We ourselves have all been sick and in pain, so... I hate pain. If I stub my toe in the morning, my whole day is ruined. <laughs> I got no way to deal with that shit. You know? I just keep singing. Eventually, it'll all be over. Yeah, you know, for me, I'm, I'm lucky with all the various <clears throat> diagnoses and yeah. whatever. I am not in pain. Mm, that's I mean, very good. Uh, you know, physical pain. Yeah. I mean, the mental yeah. pain is probably where I'm at. Yeah. But, um, You're you still know, here. You're here, right? Yeah. And I, I, you know, I thank God. I chant. I'm, you know. And so, and when I'm like, I get wound up in the pit of it, mm -hmm. then I, you know, I start my practice mm -hmm. and whatever. But I have been flow with it. 
Yeah. <laughs> so does everybody else and with their lives, just like you. Right? You, there's yeah. no other way to go with life except ebb and flow. Yeah. Sometimes I feel instead of um, making more acceptance, I know I'm judging myself here, mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I'm getting better, but then I feel like I fall 10 steps back. That's and what that's we call the, thinking. Yeah. It's a common disease. <laughs> Very common. Everybody in this room has it. And uh, that's why try to remember that when you chant, either quietly or out loud, you're not trying to change anything. You're just trying to pay attention to what you're doing. And you'll see how strong all those things are that pull us away from paying attention. And you keep coming back. Every time you come back, it's a fucking miracle. You come back. Yeah, that I and, know. But you don't come back and say, well, I'm back, but nothing's changed. Right. That's not back. <laughs> That's nothing's changed. Why, well, God damn it, hasn't anything changed? Oh, okay, Ram. Oh. So see this. I mean, really do practice. You know, see how helpless we almost are. Completely, we're almost completely helpless to do anything. But we always can, be, can make the choice to let go of the thought and come back to the practice. That you always have that ability, that choice, which is the life-saving thing. Right. You just have to develop that muscle by doing it. That's all. And the more here you are, the more, you're, the more times you do that, the more you get more comfortable in yourself and not being at the mercy of all that stuff, you start to feel a strength that, fuck it, no matter what happens, I am here. and Nothing can pull me away from here. Mm-hmm. That's real strength. That's the only thing we can do. I, I don't even know that I could do that if I was in your s- situation. So, you know, you're doing great. If I was in your situation, I'd be home watching TV, shooting heroin. Because I can't deal with shit. So you're doing fantastic. So give yourself some credit. Don't roll your eyes at me. No, I was, I was just thinking, you know, the heroin's still out there. Yeah, right. Good luck. <laughs> you know, that, that, you know, that bliss. How much you want? Hmm. <laughs> oh, come on, get back. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, good, thank you. And you're right, heroin is still out there, in the sense that you, you know, I want to tell you something very important. Someone once asked the Dalai Lama about intense pain at the end of life, when kind of you know you're going, it might be six months away. Who knows? You don't know when. It's not like it's going to be tomorrow. And somebody said, Your Holiness, what about painkillers? You know, do they affect... Um, is it, is it okay to take them? And he said, absolutely okay. Painkillers, those kind of things have no effect on the part of you that's reincarnated. Mm-hmm. You should understand this. There's no, you don't get points for living in pain. You know, God isn't really, well, you think you're good? Look at that one over there. Yeah. I'm kicking the shit out of him, but he ain't doing fuck all, right? Yeah. It ain't like that. 
Yeah, you don't get points for living in pain. In fact, if you know, you could anyway. So the the point is that the part of you, your real true self, is beyond the pain. But we're not in touch with that. So you can take painkillers. You can do what's necessary to make your life comfortable and comfortable as you can in the light of whatever disease or situation you have. Um, and this goes for depression as well, too, like Sharon Salzberg. Mm -hmm. She's one of my great friends and a great Buddhist meditation teacher. And she says, listen, whatever gets you through the night, mm -hmm. why should you live your whole life with clinical depression, which is a physical a, a, a disease caused by the different wiring or chemical wiring in the brain. Why should you live your whole life with that disease and not treat it with chemicals? Mm -hmm. Why should you grit your teeth and fear and regret every day as it comes just because you're putting yourself down, running a whole trip on yourself, when it's just, you know, the serotonin reuptake inhibitors are, are not working. Serotonin reuptake, that might one of the causes of depression. Mm -hmm. So you take a chemical and it changes that. I'm not saying that's the answer to everything. No, I know. But, but... We, we judge everything very harshly. We're, we're doing the AMA's work for them. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck should the US government tell me how much pain I can have and how much I can't have? That's what I don't understand. Mm -hmm. why, why, should they, why should they let people lie there? suffering with terminal cancer because they're worried about them getting addicted. To what? <laughs> this is a horrible thing, an inhumane thing. And when I become president... <laughs> okay, vice president. She'll be president. I'll be vice president in charge of painkillers. <laughs> Have one, everyone. It's on me. One time I was sitting in, the, in this, my temple in India where I always go. It was about 20 years ago, and some, there were a lot more of the old, old devotees of Maharaji who were still alive. And I was leaving, so I went up into this little back room where this man who we call Papaji, Papa was there. He was very old. He was about 95 at the time. So I went to say goodbye to him, and I said, Baba, I'm going. I just wanted to you know, say goodbye. And he said, I bless you. He said, I bless you. I bless you to be president of the United States. <laughs> well, I don't think it's going to be this life, but who knows, right? <laughs> and he said another thing, which is really interesting. He said, he said why do we pray to Hanuman? He was a devotee of Hanuman. Why do we pray to Hanuman? I said, I don't know. He said, does he need our prayers? He's fine the way he is. He doesn't need our prayers. Why do we pray? So I don't know if you know the whole story of Hanuman, but when he was a baby, Hanuman is a form of Shiva, an aspect of Shiva, taken through the wind god. The, the essence of Shiva entered into this the, the womb of a female Vanar. A Vanar was, was a half-monkey, half-human being, a race of beings that don't exist anymore. So, so he, there's this baby, and then the baby gets born, and he has all the powers. 
He can jump up in the sky. He can fly around. He can go everywhere. So anyway, he, he saw this sun, the sun rising in the distance. He thought it was a, a, a fruit, right? And he was feeling hungry. He was about three minutes old. So he jumps up in the sky to gobble up this fruit. And because he is Shiva, he was flying through the sky. And he was almost about to eat the sun. And then Indra, who's the king of the the gods on the level of like thunder, rain, water, earth, those kind of gods. He said, this, this little monkey's gonna fuck everything up. And he shot an belt, uh, <laughs> shot a thunder belt bolt at him, hit him in the jaw, and he fell down. Anyway, make a long story short. Yes. And the other thing he used to do was go into the jungle. He loved the rishis because he was Shiva. He loved the rishis. The rishis were the other great saints who kind of write the script of all this, right? He loved them so much that he used to juggle them, you know, because he was a little, he, he was like Superman, super baby. And he would pick up the rishis and he would play with them and throw them up in the air and catch them. And they didn't like this, so they cursed him. They said, you will not know your strength until you're reminded. And from that moment on, he became like a normal little monkey. So the reason we prayed to Hanuman is to remind him of his strength. Because we need his help. And he doesn't remember that he can do all this stuff. So that's all inside of us, too. We don't, we've forgotten who we really are. We think we're this bundle of pus and blood and boogly shit that goes out of us all the time. That's who we think we are, you know? So we pray, we sing to remind ourselves of who we really are. And who we really are is perfectly cool. Nothing can fuck us up. So that's what's in there. You know, for the last couple of years, I hardly said fuck. <laughs> but, and on this tour, I went all the way. There's some, these people in the corner here are very anxious to talk. We'll get to you now, in a minute, as soon as Mike gets over there. After her, OK? You can rest your armpits. <laughs> I, I stopped using fuck because there was always kids around. And, you know. So I started in London. We went to London, Amsterdam, Barcelona. <laughs> Zurich, Sweden, Stockholm, Copenhagen, Berlin, Kiev, St. Petersburg, and Moscow. By the time I got to Moscow, it was fuck all over the way. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I got too tired to edit myself anymore. And so put the word out. Don't come hear me talk. And it's better to sing. I don't fuck on Thank you for listening to the Krishnadas Pilgrim Heart Hour. We really appreciate your support and hope you'll continue that support by going to mindpodnetwork.com kd and clicking on the donate button or using our amazon.com portal for all of your purchases. Thank you. Namaste.